listening to Guidance with Grace. We are so excited in College Recreation and Wellness. We have a self-care series that starts today. And what a better person to talk to than one of our instructors here at Columbus State. Her name is Joy Schwartz, and she teaches a class that is literally called self-care. Um, is it? Yep. Is there anything else? special with it it's <laughs> it's professional self-care professional but yeah self-care. yeah exactly. um, because we were talking about like that class is aimed toward taking your taking care of yourself in the profession of social mm-hmm. work so mm-hmm. uh, talk about a little bit about kind of your history you okay. have practiced social work for a while now yeah I've been a licensed social worker since 1997 I worked primarily in the areas of community mental health mm-hmm. prevention um, out at you know, in agencies, nonprofits, um, for many years. And I've been um, instructing social work classes since, um, I think, 2007, so a little over 10 years, 12 years now. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my history. You're the pro. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But one of the reasons we wanted to start this self-care series, and I'm calling it a series because we have upcoming episodes, related to different ways that you can consider taking care of yourself in a better way Mm -hmm. and really trying to hit all of the areas of wellness. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, You have eight dimensions of wellness. Mm -hmm. And the goal here is to make your self-care practice as well-rounded as possible. And the hashtag self-care and Mm self-love and body positivity are so popular on social media. And we'll dive into that a little bit more because I think social media has a huge part of why this is – turning into a thing. So mm-hmm. we wanted to define it, talk about maybe why it's becoming a thing, um, and just kind of pick your brain about how to develop a better self-care routine. Mm-hmm. So how would you define self-care, especially as the professional definition? Mm-hmm. What is that? Well, I think it's basically the idea that you can't really help other people if you're completely de- depleted. So to be a good helper, you need to fill your own cup before you fill other people's cups. Mm. Now, what that means can be different to different people. You know, you part of the kind of, I guess, exploration we go on in this course is filling, f- figuring out for those folks in the class what fills them up. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's really important, right? That we're um, making so sure important. our needs are being met at work, at home, you know, in many different dimensions um, so that they can continue on in this field. Yeah. It can be a draining field. It and can be. I was talking about it earlier. Like, I just think about, like, how do you separate yourself from that when you go mm-hmm. home? Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to be like a, like a fake social worker, you know, like uh, right. heartless, like just, you know, shaking your head to whatever anybody's saying. So, right. you know, being good at your job and helping people, but also being able to kind of turn it off. Right. And, you know, there's many ways to do that. But um, like we were talking about, I think it's really important that you take care of yourself at work. You know, so you have your self-care routine at work that you have, whether it's through, you know, you're doing. And this applies to any helping profession. But I think social workers. Even like customer service, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Anybody. Some of those basic ones. And so it might look different in different fields. But in social work, we focus on supervision quite a bit and the importance of supportive supervision as one aspect. Mm -hmm. And so it really is important that, you know, the organization creates a culture of self-care Um, to have healthy employees and then you know you're able to work with your supervisor 
to um, maybe mitigate some of the stress you're experiencing at work. It doesn't mean, you know, people are providing you with therapy at mm -hmm. work, but, right. you know, that you've got your support system, you know, solidly in place. And whether it's taking a walk at lunch or doing some deep breathing exercises before you see your next client, that you're, you know, in the routine of making sure that you're taking care of yourself. You know, yeah. eating lunch, you know, that's a big right, one. Right, not skipping yeah. your food. <laughs> right. I have a friend that's a social worker, and she runs around all day and, you know, has told me sometimes she doesn't even have time to use the bathroom. That's and wild. Yeah. And, and But, you know, we've all had those days. Yeah. And it depletes you. And you don't want to take that home with you. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to put that on your kids or your significant other or your family. Mm -hmm. And those things can be implemented whether or not you work as a social worker right. or if oh you're yeah. just a student here at Columbus oh State. Yeah. You can do some of those basic things like making sure that you're eating, making sure that you're drinking right. water. There's lots but of resources here on campus. There's a ton. So mm -hmm. what are some of the things? So specifically um, on campus, some things that you can do to take care of yourselves uh, self is, you know, Maybe going to the fitness center. We know those that woop that's woop. included in your fees, right? <laughs> Shout is, out to CRW. Right. <laughs> um, using counseling services. That's really yeah. important. So many people don't know we have counselors yeah, here. Yeah. That's, yes. Well, we have um, counselors that, and again, I used to say it's free, but really it's included in your fees. So you're paying for it, mm -hmm. and you should use this as the service if you need it. They are Nestor Hall. Yes, Nestor Hall in the basement. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then we also have the student ambassadors that can help you with all kinds of things, you know, whether it's basic needs, getting connected with job and family services, um, the mid-Ohio markets getting ready to open. Yay. We have, uh, I know in the social and human services department, in human services, we have a grab-and-go kind of food station, a campus cupboard. So oh, that's where is that? It's in 208 um, Union Hall, okay. and they're throughout campus. I there's was going to say, I think we have one posters, here in Delaware Hall, yep. kind of where the business offices yep. are. Um, and faculty members donate food, like granola bars or ramen noodles or bananas, something that students can grab and eat if they just don't have food with them or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe the line in the cafeteria is long or they don't have money that day, you know, so they can grab something and make sure – because you cannot concentrate on your classes if you're hungry. You just can't. And there's research that's actually been done that there's correlation between um, students' GPA and their food insecurity. Oh, so wow. that's like a big, important yeah. thing. I mean, it yeah. makes so much sense. Yeah. I know how it is just when I don't drink water. Oh, I know. Um, I feel like I can't function. And I can't imagine your friend who can't go to the bathroom. She probably doesn't <laughs> want to drink water. And I'm like, how are you She's functioning? She's probably dehydrated, running around, <laughs> yeah. helping clients. That's not good. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So <laughs> defining self-care is very yes. important. I think it's kind of this trendy word it that is. people don't necessarily know really what it is. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the social media aspect before we recorded was really just um, there's a lot of people putting out the result of what good self-care could be right um, this quote-unquote perfect lifestyle they're they're healthy they're fit or if they're like a stay-at-home mom all the great things you know that their kids mm -hmm. are doing uh, you name it there's a lot of kind of false stuff out there because right. nobody lives a perfect life and I think 
aside from those things, it's great that maybe that is your life. But how did you get there? Right. Those are probably the more important things that people should be posting. And mm-hmm. sometimes, like you said, depends on who you're friends with on social media. Um, but those are the things that get people where they need to be to have a good, well-rounded self-care plan. And to know that there are struggles. Everybody struggles yeah. with it. Nobody and yeah, you don't perfect. see that, right, on social media. No. Everybody portrays this perfect self. Yeah. 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 In, my, in the class, we create, as you've noticed, yes. the self-care plan as I the final it. project. And it's a pretty um, uh, extensive self-care plan. But one of the things that I include with that is that each thing that they put on there, it's like, what is your barrier? What would be a barrier to, to doing this? Mm. Um, because it is important to think about, like, well, how could I address... And it's usually time, not having enough time, or money, right, Mm -hmm. is another one. Um, And so I'm really hoping that students think about, like, how are you going to address the barriers? Or if you fall off with something, you know? Mm -hmm. How do you get back on track? mm -hmm. Yeah. And not beat yourself up. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're just constantly beating yourself up about how bad you did you know, changing your mindset, kind of acknowledging that, you know, maybe today wasn't the greatest day, but how can you get back on track? Yeah. And that is hard. So what are some of the things that people do to combat those barriers? Like what is, what does the whole plan kind of include aside from thinking from the barriers? What else do you guys include? Well, I think what's really important is to think about what is your end goal? What do, what are you hoping to achieve? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you want from a good self-care plan? And again, I know I keep saying this, but it's very individualized. It is. You know, it somebody sounds. might want to just feel like more relaxed or more calm. Yeah. Um, somebody else might want to have quality time with people they care about or connection, right? Mm-hmm. So it depends on that person. And then I kind—I guess kind of working backwards from that and if keeping that in mind may help you address some of those barriers, like what the end goal is. Yeah. But I think if somebody's barriers really are time and money, it's first looking at there's tons of stuff you can do that doesn't that doesn't cost a thing, right? All the things we just named. A lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially if you're a student here. Right. We um, were talking about flotation therapy, which I know you're doing a segment on. Yes, that's a very and, cool. And option. it is super cool. But if it's if you can't do that, mm-hmm. there's other ways to relax, you know, and and I'm not downplaying that at all, but yeah. like you don't have to take an expensive yoga class or, right. you know, join a really expensive swanky gym <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So and what are some of the things that people could do outside of those costly measures? Well, my favorite one is to just breathe because yes, <laughs> yes. because no matter where you are, you know, wherever you find yourself, you don't have to have any equipment. You can do it anytime. And so one of the kind of foundation things we talk about in my class is just learning how to breathe. And again, it's finding something that works for you. Like you can do a counting breath. We do something called 478 breathing. Ooh, Um, what's that? It's basically just, um, and I could sort of talk about it, I guess, semi-demonstrate it. Yeah. You breathe in for the count of four, Uh breathe in through your nose. Okay. Um, You pause for the count of seven. Kind of doing it as you're saying. Okay, it. that's right. <laughs> it's like trying to count. <laughs> and then you slowly breathe out through your mouth. You know, you can even make that little whooshing sound to the count of eight. And there's actually a little bit of research that when your exhalation is twice as long as your inhalation, it's um, soothing to the central nervous system. Mm. 
So it's something we practice in class. But if people don't want to count, don't count. Just breathe, right? Mm -hmm. Just take a moment. Try to breathe out longer right. than when you. Yes. The, the okay. If you can. Exhale is longer than the inhale. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of the idea the behind the four, okay. seven, eight breathing. Mm -hmm. But there's all, you know, and we try and like drop the breath into the belly too. Oh, so belly not breathing. breathing. Yeah. So not we do both. The chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even if you just do that a couple of times a day, you know, you can set an alarm on your phone or if yeah. you have a Fitbit or an my Apple Watch. Yeah, I was going to say my watch you. beeps yep. and buzzes like, this is a good time to breathe. Right. Yeah. So you can do those things, and that's, like, completely free. Even if you don't have the, the watch, mm -hmm. you know, you can do set it. Set an alarm, put a post-it so. note on your And I think stuff. taking a few deep breaths when we transition from one thing to another. Like, maybe sometimes we, do, we all do it together at the beginning of class. Or like if you're leaving work and you're going home, breathing in the car, mm -hmm. you know, or on your way to your next client appointment, you know, so like just kind of centering yourself. Um, it's grounding. It can help you practice mindfulness, too, yes. which is another big thing that's completely free. Yes. Um, we do a big thing of mm -hmm. midweek mindfulness on Wednesdays for social media. Uh, but really, just in general, we talk about mindfulness. I think it just carries over from one podcast to another yes. at some point. It's incorporated it in is, all It of really <laughs> is. I mean, it's just it's it's something that people should be doing. And I think we've mm -hmm. become a little bit mindless in society. Oh, we're totally. I believe I, that. We're just not really tuning in very mm -hmm. well um so yeah i think um overall there's you said there's eight dimensions yes what ones do you guys use well we have if you want me to list all eight i can but i think the the most important well i don't want to say any are more important than the well, other and that's kind of what i was thinking but i have kind of a um abbreviated self-care plan that we do and okay. so i think also like if you're thinking about your own self-care you should at least think about your mind body and spirit mm -hmm. but there's other ones um involved like um Social wellness, you know, in terms of your interactions, financial wellness, mm -hmm. your work wellness, right? Like what you do is, but, you know, right. those main categories can fall under that. Um, environmental wellness, like I'm sitting here mm -hmm. in Grace's office with these kind of, it's just a very relaxing environment. Yes, we've got a lot lamps. of salt lamps and dim lighting. Mm -hmm. And then emotional, you know, as well, wellness. So all of those are really important, but at the very least... The kind of the mind, body, and spirit, you know, yes. I think is so important to focus on. In the upcoming weeks, we will have one about yoga. Mm -hmm. Our yoga instructor here on campus for our recreation class, she teaches a hatha yoga and meditation. We've kind of added oh, that yay. and meditation That's part. That's wonderful. Yes. And she's talking about the importance of the mind-body connection mm -hmm. and really exercising yoga for the mind and body connection. Mm -hmm. But talk a little bit about the spiritual side yeah. because I think a lot of the times people think – of spiritual as being a religious thing. Right, and right. I think personally it's hard for me to think of it outside of that as well, coming from a background in religion. What can other people look at outside of religion right. to fulfill their spirit? Right. And yoga is a great example because yeah. I think it can be spiritual too. It can be. Um, and so kind of backing up, when we, when we do our self-care plans in my class – you know, spiritual is obviously one of the dimensions, all of these that I've just mentioned, mm -hmm. and um, that they're creating a self-care plan around. And one of the things that sometimes students are like, where should I put this activity? Is it spiritual? Is it yeah. emotional? 
And it's up to them. Like, so some, for some people, something like yoga could be very spiritual. It's mm -hmm. been very spiritual for me mm -hmm. to meditate in yoga after I've really been in tune with my body. And mm -hmm. um, how would you define the spiritual aspect? I think it's um, connect for me. Mm -hmm. It's connection to maybe like universal energy or just your higher power. And for some people that could be taking a walk in nature. Yeah. I mean, it could be doing meditation of some sort. It can be um, community service. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's like what fills you up like that. And I love so. that you said it's very it's very independent. Mm -hmm. um, Everybody's spirituality is different, but it's yeah. not always connected to religion. Yeah, so. and I think that's a very important thing to highlight because often I think it just kind of gets clumped together, mm -hmm. and it's so different for other for some people. I mean, sometimes it's a big overlap with social wellness because mm -hmm. it could be a connection that you have with others. Yeah. Well, like I said, with community service or just you know really having a meaningful friendship could also have a spiritual component to it, right? Mm -hmm. So And getting involved with just, I think, people in general. Mm -hmm. We're meant to interact with one, one another, and I think that gets lost in the easy access. Everything's oh, at yeah. your fingertips. You know, I could just shoot somebody a text or an email, but we've lost all, like, letter writing. Right. I feel like that's just non-existent. <laughs> well, that's not even, yeah, like, but like face-to-face -face much Right, less. and then the face, <laughs> right, the face-to-face, -face, and those all you know, affect how mm -hmm. we are. And I think it's really important to make sure that we don't lose that face Definitely, to face. Yeah. We have student clubs and things mm -hmm. on campus that you could get involved with. Oh, there's with. tons of them. We have mental so health many. matters in our program, you know, is yeah. um, the faculty um, organizer of that club is, you know, from social and human services. And so, you know, that's a way to have social connections, to feel like you're doing something you know, that's community focused mm -hmm. and, you know, shoot, even athletics, right. You get involved in any of the athletics. Teams. Definitely. Um, something social. I think it's easy to put by the wayside, Definitely. but it's also way easier to be like, why didn't I do this sooner? Right. As soon and as you get involved. And I think we need to not think of the number of likes we're getting. <laughs> right. Cause that's so just As like social fake. It's like really <laughs> the, the connections you have with people and yeah. it can be non-face-to-face -face connection but it has to be connection not mm -hmm. a like you know what I, I mean? can't tell you how many things I like but don't really like I'm like <laughs> oh that's cute and I'll quote-unquote like it but it's not a true coming deep from within no it's just you're scrolling like like, mm -hmm. like. <laughs> yeah I that's so funny you said that um all right. So um, any other things that you want to really? Yeah, there's one thing we didn't mm -hmm. talk about yet that I really want to say. I mean, one of the main reasons I developed this course is because, and it's just, you know, to highlight the importance of self-care in the professional sense, mm -hmm. is that um, there's been research done in social work specifically, but it applies to other helping professions that um, folks that are, folks get burnt out, you know, yeah. and they develop compassion fatigue we have secondary trauma you know experiences in our field and so um, there is a migration out of our field in about five years after someone um, someone who's new to the field in about five years if they're not doing good self-care they're really vulnerable in terms of leaving the field mm -hmm. and just you know changing careers altogether and we want to be able to like support those people we want them to have longevity in the field of social work and so 
you know, that's, I guess I just wanted to say that's a really important reason that we have this class. And that can happen, I feel like, with so many things. Yeah, it can. It you can, can get burnout with a lot of stuff. I think even, I guess it's kind of a, a caring profession. Just it with is. Like, like what I do each day, you know. Right. Working with clients and helping people get stronger, mm -hmm. you know, get healthier. If Any I'm not taking care yeah. of myself. Or if you're just like a cashier, let's say you're a cashier at the mm -hmm. bookstore. Um, or a federal work study student somewhere helping out other students doing something here on right. campus. Those things ultimately take some energy out of you. So to be yep. able to refill and refuel mm -hmm. is so yourself, important. it is so important. Finding a balance is a huge challenge. It's probably one of the greatest challenges that we, challenges that we face right. as we progress as a nation and get more advanced in other areas. We start to forget mm -hmm. about ourselves. And it's more, I think it's more of an equilibrium even mm -hmm. than a balance because no one ever achieves a balance. Right. It that's just a great uh, word. it doesn't exist. Yeah. So you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, that's another thing that gets in the way sometimes of maybe someone keeping up on their self care is like, well, I'm still not balanced. Well, nobody really is. So yeah. not beating ourselves up. That, that is you know, so sometimes true. one area is a little rough, sometimes another area. But you keep doing that self care. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. And we've got a lot of other things coming up for you guys as you're listening in. Uh, and if you want to hear anything in particular, you have questions about uh, any other self-care things you think are self-care or you want to hear more mm -hmm. or you've heard about something, we can definitely, we always come from the stance, we want to educate you, we want to do the research, we want to talk with the professionals uh, to find out how we can help you the most. And this self-care thing, what great timing. It's the beginning of the semester. Right. Start off right, yes. whether you work here or you're a student here you can definitely find benefit in developing a well-rounded self-care plan that gives you a better equilibrium. Yes. <laughs> it's an academic new year, right? That's yes. what it is. So I like that. Start it off right. Yes. All right, guys. Well, that's all we've got for today. I think we could probably talk about this for yes. another 45 minutes, uh, <laughs> but so. we'll, we'll definitely end it here. Thank you so much for coming, Jory. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, it was a pleasure. It and was great being here. I feel like I definitely got some ideas going well, even good. for myself so good. but there's a lot of other things coming up guys we're definitely going to talk about float therapy ways to manage your stress is coming up next week mm -hmm. um, all kinds of things to help you take care of yourself so that's all for today i'm grace and i'm jory and we will see you guys next week